Last time when I went to the Renaissance Fair, I was with my girlfriend at the time and my dad, and we were eating uh, chocolate-covered bananas, and some guy on stilts who worked at the Renaissance Fair made a very phallic joke to my dad uh, <laughs> of him eating the chocolate banana, and my dad was about to punch this motherfucker off the stilts, oh, and I'm like okay. sitting there from afar... And I'm like, dude, we're going to get kicked out of the room. My dad's going to beat this dude to death. And he like tried after he said it, and my dad started to get up in his face. And this dude on stilts is about as tall as my dad. Oh, that's funny. And so he's like sitting there and he's like, no. And he's still trying to stay in character. And my dad's like, dude, I'm about to kick your fucking teeth in. And I'm like looking around like for anybody else to try and de-escalate the situation. And then the dude finally broke character. And he's like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like, I'll go fuck off. Please, please don't hurt me. Please, six foot seven, fucking three hundred pound person. Please, leave giant man who's about yeah. to cram this chocolate banana down my fucking throat. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that's a dumb move on his part, right? I mean to double down once he's already seen he's he's pissed this dude off just to just to like continue shitting the bed, right? I mean, commend your dad for the reason. I, like, I, like I like your dad being like, you think that fucking tunic and some fucking stilts <laughs> is going to protect you, yeah. motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, why don't he's, you go get the 400-pound dude that throws axes? He ain't protecting you either, fucker. Yeah. Like, he's like, I've dropped people for less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ask your friend over there who works at Arby's during the week if he's going to save your you're going to be making meat mountains in a cast next week, bro. Let me tell you what. Uh, okay. uh, fuck the Renaissance Fair. Lift off and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 184, recording on March 27th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing a lot of games. Uh, things that we, frankly, didn't get to discuss last week. Uh, stuff that came out this week. Um, and uh, we're going to sprinkle in some news stories here and there. Not a big news week, but we'll find our way. And to do that, I have with me, as always, Shannon D20 more. Rolling my dice. Like a D6. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to get. I don't want to make anything else bad. I mean, please never do that again. If you were growing up, like, you know, like 10 years ago, that was a banger of a joke. But, uh, but yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, also, Jody, yes, I'm going to end that awkward <laughs> silence. Uh, Justin, copyability Carter. Dude, it's your boy. I'm rocking the uh, the bachelor stash while Megan's gone before I have to shave it off next Wait, week. First, so. first, first, please, Megan, get home. Your boy needs help. Like, <laughs> please stop leaving him to his own devices. She doesn't even know I have the mustache. I sent her a picture and I intentionally had the phone like over my face, like uh, right like under my nose so she couldn't see it. Because I'm like, dude, I don't want to go down this road again. Uh, man, it's uh, good. I just, 
just increase the sheer amount of just awkwardness so that when you go pick her up at the airport and you're just like, hey, baby, she's going to be like, who is this crazy stalker? Come, come give her a big kiss and she's just going to be ducking you just like Neo. <laughs> <laughs> she's just going to open the door and then take a look and then be like, yeah, I'm going back to California, guys. <laughs> Like, oh, wait, this is, she's going to loudly say to the crowd, this isn't my Uber. This isn't what I ordered. If you don't want to cook dinner, like ever again in your relationship, the first time you just burn the shit out of whatever you're cooking and like, they'll never have you cook again. The same thing. It's like, don't ever leave me again. This is what happens when I go away. (laughs) Here's what happens when you leave. Dude, that's why, like, Megan's super particular about pasta, about it being overcooked or undercooked mm-hmm. or, like, whatever. So I learned a long time ago. I'm like, yes, no. Yes, she's I, like, made, I made pasta for you guys at my house. I remember. <laughs> yes. And so, she, you know, she's like, oh, can you make mac and cheese? I'm like, no, but you can. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but it tastes better when you – I'm like, yeah, when I do it right. I'm like, and then when I do it wrong, and then you won't eat it, and then I have an entire box of this mac and cheese because it was in the water for 10 seconds too long, and now you don't <laughs> want it. I mean that that just sounds like a self fulfilling prophecy right there. You just you just get a box of mac and cheese for yourself. Like Shannon's sitting there looking <laughs> like I don't see the problem. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like score. I don't have to share. This He's is like great. Taking down notes. He's like, all right. He's like, we're gonna overcook the macaroni by about fifteen seconds. Because uh, <laughs> in in Shannon's world, it is uh, one box from Shannon and one box for everyone else. <laughs> yep, it's the same way with pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie, and mac and cheese. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Well, hey, how, how's your guys' week been? Mine was all right. Mine was pretty good. It was a uh, you know shitty at work and stuff, but you know I. Uh, this week, you know, Kirby came out, so I had yes. my boy Curbs, and uh, you know, got to uh, catch up on BattleBots. So I'm ah, all caught up on that. Go. Got to put it on in the living room since no one was here to tell me what I can and can't do. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a good week. Um, I spent most of it waiting for uh, you know, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland of Adventure and Kirby and um, Halo and the halo tv series and you know i was not disappointed by two out of the three of those things so now let me let me ask you this do they use because it's gearbox and this is what they do Mm -hmm. do they use in the opening credits your body is a wonderland the song (laughs) no okay like i totally pictured them like co-opting it to be like tiny tina's wonderland (laughs) no i that while that would be awesome and amazing um because i can see that whole chaos like blowing up in my head uh they actually um changed it this time and kind of did a lead-in kind of like other um final fantasy games where they start you as these overpowered people and you kind of start this you kind of start watching a, a dungeons and dragons campaign uh-huh. and then it morphs into you know a peaceful time and everybody kind of moves on and you know that's where your character kind of comes in uh so oh, okay. it, yeah they didn't do anything fun like that like they have done with the other ones but well we will we will discuss it in greater detail in a bit but oh, yeah, um sure. but yeah that like that was my favorite part in the Tales from the Borderlands. Did you ever play Tales from the Borderlands? The I, I did Delta the uh, yeah, I did the um, the first one because I think it was free. I did like mm-hmm. the first chapter, but I never followed up with it. Although I wanted to, you should. It's it it's up there with Wolf Among Us as 
probably their best game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it uh, that was my favorite part, though, was they managed the perfect needle drops for that game. Like the the soundtrack as things unfold is just perfect. Like the opening and closing credits in every chapter of that game is sublime. Just <laughs> so good. So like literally, do they use sublime at one point? No, that's Saints Row. <laughs> that's Saints Row, but no. Uh, but uh, uh, Justin, did you ever play that? No, um, <sighs> I, I know it was on my list. Like I, I'm kind of like Shannon, where it's like I think I actually have the entire thing through mm-hmm. something, but I just never actually put it on the play. Yeah, I want to say it was a PS Plus, like a couple. Yeah, years ago I think or something those, like that. Yeah, fantastic. Any uh, any shrimp fried rice updates, Justin? Um, I actually did work on it this week, oh. and I'm almost done with the fishing section, All right. which is nice. Like, so I'm happy to almost be past that part, and then I can like go on to the actual cooking of the ingredients section. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm I'm, so, I'm just dying to play that game. I don't know. What I know. It is about I know. It. Like, I'm so good. I'm so I know. Like, ready for I, it. I I want you guys to be able to play a version of it that is what i had initially envisioned and not some crappy 99 cent store knockoff we're, of it. We're, we're not throwing matt under the bus he's been run over enough <laughs> justin like we're not doing it again like i know i can no, see I'm, him gearing up like I'm, I'm i know here for all i'm here for all of it just let him keep throwing him under the bus I hear <laughs> yeah all. shannon's over there clapping his hands like violence dude, violence dude, it was funny because um when i was talking i was talking to i don't know if it was just shannon or if it was in the group chat and you were there oh i think it was after last week's podcast because okay. i stayed on with shannon for a little bit and i was telling him that because matt came over yesterday and we played kirby co-op mm. um and I was like, yeah, I was like, Matt's coming over and we're playing Kirby. And he's like, Matt? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, the guy that fucked shrimp fried rice? And I was like, <laughs> yes, that's the guy. And it's like, now he's that guy. Like, forever, Matt will be the guy who fucked shrimp fried rice to Shannon. It's like that guy that goes to the party and passes out drunk and hits his head on the towel rack and pisses everywhere in the bathroom. Mm. It's like, now that's what that guy's known for. Any social situation, he's the guy that passed out drunk in the bathroom and pissed everywhere. I'll have you know, in my 20s, I, it was me outside puking around a tree and then passing out. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, to be fair, it wasn't a tree, it was a bush. Um, but yes. <laughs> it seemed like a tree. <laughs> was, that the, was that the party at like Amber's? Mm-hmm. Not that anyone has any idea who Amber is, but still, like, yeah, there, yes. there's one person in Chicago who's like, they're talking about me. Yeah. Hey, Amber, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, Amber's now part of the TPL lore. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, that that house in Mountain View saw saw some uh, <laughs> crimes against sobriety. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. dude, that sounds like a bitch and punk album name. <laughs> <laughs> crimes against sobriety. Hell yeah, dude. Uh. This is the one I saw on Twitter the other day that I thought was a, a rad band name was Biblically Accurate Angels. I'm like, hell yeah. That's like some <laughs> prog rock shit. Like, I'd go see Biblically Accurate Angels. Like, some like math metal. It's like, <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Do I need a fucking calculator for this shit? Goddamn right I do. Let's go. Um, <laughs> man, we, we are just falling down rabbit holes left and right here. Um, <laughs> but hey. If you know what, if you've hung out for 184 episodes, you know what you're getting into by this point. Like the rabbit holes abound. 
I'm probably literally just talking to Mike and Jordan, but still, if you, <laughs> anyone else has been around that long, God bless you. You know what you're getting into. I mean, there's um, that one. There's that one dude in the Netherlands that consistently is downloading our stuff too. So, bravo to whoever that guy yeah. is. I don't know your name, but you rock. Yeah, you're the real MVP. Totally. It's springtime. Tulips are in full bloom. You love to see it. All right. Shout out, <laughs> shout out the Netherlands. Um, so, hey, guys. I guess we should actually talk about some stuff. Uh, so the Spartacus thing, the the Xbox Game Pass competitor that uh, Sony is supposedly wheeling out here, apparently is going to uh, see the light of day next week. If all the rumors and uh, newsmongers are, are to be believed, but uh, there's still one big glaring problem with it. It's probably not going to include the upcoming tentpole releases day and date like God of War and uh, whatever else Sony first party has up its sleeves. And I, I to be honest, to be fair, I kind of just stopped reading at that point because who cares? You know, like, Give me the cheapest one that keeps my PS Plus stuff, and I kind of don't care. Because this is the thing they're rolling PS Plus into. It's like, you're going to have, like, instead of a PS Plus account, you're going to have whatever they name this account. And and you can get more and more stuff. So it, it's essentially the merging of PS Plus and PS Now into one service that will give you games that you can download and play Uh as well as access to your previous PS plus stuff and online play and things like that. I'm, I'm not paying top money unless I get day and date. Like it's the only reason I really have game passes. I know Microsoft's going to drop two or three bangers a year that I normally would buy. And it's cheaper for me to just have game pass with everything else that comes with it. than to buy those three or two or three games individually, especially now that they're 70 bucks each. Yeah, you I know. find it. I find it hard. I mean, and first of all, Spartacus. I know it's that's a code name, right? I mean, code name. Code name. Yeah. So that's the dumbest code name I can ever think of for an app based like thing like this. So I can't get past that. I mean, then you drop that. There's not going to be any like major first party releases coming out with this subscription, and I uh, I don't know how much more useless you could make this service uh and i wouldn't even really call it a competitor to game pass because yeah. you know it's not it's not doing anything that game pass is doing so yeah way to miss the mark sony again <laughs> i love that dog toy thank you for throwing that out there um it, well is spartacus a better or worse code name than project natal aka the connect I mean, Project Natal is fine. I mean, it either either way, it's really kind of dumb. But I think Spartacus is worse because when I hear Spartacus, I'm just here Spartacus, or like any <laughs> yeah any other weird way you could say Spartacus. Um, but usually, it's associated with a doofy way of saying it, like it it's a doofy thing, and they're 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 filling that role. Yes, legendary Roman gladiator slash warrior Spartacus, doofy. Yes. I mean, to be fair, the the best name for it would be PlayStation Two Plus, oh, <laughs> because those are the games you're going to be able to play on it. <laughs> PlayStation Two games, but it would it would be so good if, like normal Sony fashion, they just literally called it like PlayStation Plus Two or something, <laughs> yeah. like squared, yeah, cubed, PlayStation Now Plus, 
PlayStation Plus squared. <laughs> now that's what I call PlayStation Plus Volume uh, One. That'd be so good. Yes, I can see the artwork now. Um, yeah, like PS2 Kratos is, yeah. is on the cover. There are like fourteen PlayStation games that your parents will love. <laughs> Too hot mm. for PlayStation Three, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I they're gonna have to come out with something to get it, it. I I literally can't think of something besides day and date first party games that would get me to buy it. Yeah, Especially now that they're going to a a model where they're making first party multiplayer games. Like I'm never going to buy. You know, like where we talked about Raven last week and them acquiring that studio and they're making a big multiplayer game or whatever. I, I'm not going to buy that. I don't buy multiplayer games, you know, like I, I just don't. And it's why I don't have Call of Duty. It's why I didn't buy Battlefield, even though Battlefield turned out to be garbage. But like I used to play Battlefield and if Battlefield was on Game Pass, guess what? I would have downloaded Battlefield. You know, I would have just to check it out and see what it is. But like I'm not spending $70 on it. Not doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We Hopefully, we have a clear picture next week of what that is. But uh, but as of now, I'm uh, count, count me as PlayStation non-plussed. That was not that good. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll own that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what else isn't good, Shannon, is... Uh, Rocksteady delaying Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League till spring 2023, as this, was confirmed via Twitter. This is my surprise face. Yep. It's uh, yet another delay as mm-hmm. uh, coronavirus takes its toll on uh, the development space yet again. Uh, but we were discussing before recording, and I kind of feel like Justin has the right track on this. You know, Gotham Knights is coming out October 25th. And this game was supposed to drop in November, according to rumor. And I think they just went, hey, Gotham Knights is done. We could take six months and polish this up and not get eaten alive by another Batman property that's coming out within weeks of ours. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Justin, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I think... Like, it's it's a good call on their part due to that. I also Mm -hmm. just kind of... At the same time, though, it's like that's such a risk because the game's already been pushed back before. Initially, this was supposed to come out around the time of the new Suicide Squad movie, which, you know, would make sense. And it's like that movie came out what seems like forever ago at this point. (laughs) So it's like they're losing that traction as it is and just getting further away from that. Like at this point, I'm like. Dude, they might as well just add John Cena into the game as, like, DLC. Like, that's what they should be working on in those six months. Get some Peacemaker DLC in mm-hmm. there, because that's what's going to help carry that game at this point. All of a sudden, it's all, it's just a Peacemaker game. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. The Peacemaker kills the Justice League. <laughs> press, press press triangle to get an eagly hug, you know? Like, They're like, uh, we're legally obligated to have Harley Quinn in this game. They're like, any yeah. of these other people will easily just copy-paste John Cena over their character in here. No, it's it, it, no. They change it. Here you go. Here you go. Because it's Suicide Squad, they change it so the Justice League murders 
all of the Suicide Squad except Peacemaker <laughs> and Harley Quinn in the opening credits. <laughs> I like where you're going. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. and killing the Justice League. Yes. Yeah, Go yeah. It. it just like instantly murders all of them. <laughs> you know, like uh, episode one of Invincible style, and like just that's and now you have Peacemaker and Harley Quinn and let's go. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like where you're going, sir. That they need hilarious. to hire you. Bring that you would on be right hilarious now. if by the end of chapter one, the entire Suicide Squad is dead. That would be so great. That'd and be then, so good. Vigilante walks out and they're all dead. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Uh, we need to We need to make this game. Someone give me the license. I can do this. Um yeah, well, let me check. Let me check my couch cushions for like uh, four billion dollars, <laughs> bro. We're trying to make shrimp fried rice. We can't. We can't <laughs> be buying. Uh, we can't be buying uh, DC licenses at this point. Um, You're right. That's after. That's after shrimp fried exactly. rice. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes yeah. on the prize, Shannon. Yeah. Once the uh, shrimp fried rice NFTs go on the blockchain, <laughs> that's when we. Get, that's when we got that buy up uh, yeah. some trademarks. We get some stone monkey shrimp fried rice crossover <laughs> it'll be good um well speaking of things that had big nights can we talk inscription at the uh the gdc awards because we weren't the only ones that noticed that inscription was dope as hell last okay year. so two things tell tell me about this game inscription what is this game this game inscription mm-hmm. yeah the is little this, game we, a, we, we barely talked about thing. it last year <laughs> and gdc i know that sounds familiar like i mean have we talked about that before i mean like like i feel like we talked about this last year right like is uh, this a reoccurring thing like does no, 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 no. Uh, I was like, I can't tell if this is a bit that Shannon's yeah. doing or if he really doesn't know what GDC is. <laughs> well, for the people out there, I mean, like the people out there who listen to our show that don't know what this is, could you, why don't you just fill us in? Not Shannon, of course. <laughs> um, so the Game Developers Choice Awards uh, were held and uh, <laughs> alongside the uh, 24th Annual Independent Games Festival Awards. Uh, and so the game... Game Developers Conference, GDC, is is something that takes place in San Francisco every year where it's exactly what it says. It's a bunch of game developers getting together, having panels, discussing what works, what didn't work, so on and so forth about game creation. It's way more of like deep dive nerdy shit than like an E3 or a, or something like that. It's, it's game makers talking to game makers about how to make games. Like it's literally that, but uh, it does come with its own award ceremony to kind of honor the games from the last year. And uh, this year it was, it was inscriptions year, man. It got game of the year and the grand prize for the uh, independent games festival. Um, First game ever to win both, which is crazy considering inscription is, you know, the first chapter is basically the game that stole everyone's hearts and minds and then kind of ran with it from there. But like the fact that they've even just made the expansion or the endless runner mode, that Mm -hmm. first chapter tells you me everything I need to know. It's like, that's, that's the piece that everyone that like melted everyone's brains. That was like the holy shit part of that game yeah and that officially came out too um this week I actually, it, did. it did yeah because yeah. i was doing the beta for it and it officially came out and i i actually did play some inscription this week as well because i played the official version of the mm-hmm. 
the mod and stuff, which was pretty fun. Sweet. That beer is doing you dirty over there, huh? <laughs> it's dad's old fashioned root beer. <laughs> oh my god. It's yeah. daddy's home. You you right now you look like someone that you drink at some dad's root beer. <laughs> I just gotta say. You're you're owning the bit, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. The bit. Um but yeah, so uh like I said, inscription one game of the year. Uh Valheim won the audience award. It takes two, one for best design. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart got best tech, which I'm not really sure what goes into that, but I'm guessing it's like the actual technology used to make the game, considering it's GDC. Um, innovation and uh, best sound, or best audio, sorry, both went to unpacking. Hmm. Which, Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, and best narrative, Psychonauts 2, also rightfully so, I think. I mean, I would throw Guardians in there if it were me, but uh, also best debut was Valheim. Interesting. So, I mean, yeah, pretty pretty standard stuff. No, no, no huge surprises in there. But uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, Justin, have you played many motorways? No, um, but I've looked it up when I saw it was like sitting there, you know, being mm-hmm. nominated for a bunch of stuff. And I mean, it looks like something I would play. So I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. It looks like it's available on everything like Apple Store as well as Steam and everything else. Um, but it's like a p- puzzle game of cars, but it won the audience award at the Independent Games Festival. So being, that's on my list to now try. Cause I hadn't heard of it at all. And then I was like looking at it and I'm like, this looks kind of rad. Yeah. So. And it's, it's um made by dinosaur polo club, which I don't know if you've ever played it, but they're the ones that made mini Metro, I haven't which played that. is a little subway like game and stuff that okay. they act. They were one of the last times when I went to Indiecade and stuff, they were up for like some like IDF, like awards and stuff for mini Metro and stuff. So that's a fun little, I think that's also kind of on everything cool cool well um yeah kind of a nice little uh reminder of the year in roundup there at gdc um i think you know gdc is kind of that like final little uh note at the end of the yearbook and i feel like the whole industry is now with gdc done ready to be like okay what's coming Let's let's get the list going. The E3 time, even though E3 doesn't even exist, but it's it's E3 time, baby. Let's let's turn these machines back on. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hyped to see what news we get for upcoming releases in the next couple months here, because this is usually the time when those uh, when those waters start running again. So we shall see. But in the meantime, I'm cutting going to cut news a little short because y'all we played some games like we have games plural to talk about and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna start with one that i know no one else played (laughs) so uh but i've i've talked about the demo that they've run on here before or that was available on steam and uh and the full early access release hit steam uh on the 24th and that is the planet crafter and uh i can tell by shannon's face he doesn't remember me talking about this game at all oh no i, um, I do i do oh, and, you do. and being 
your friend on Twitter has, uh-huh. I've seen the tweets with you fawning over this game and yes. I'm glad, I'm glad that you like it. Like, could I interest you in a subnautica that doesn't have enemies? Could, no. Would you be down with that? No, you, no. I need to murder things while I'm crafting things. But you also need to be murdered while you're crafting things. I mean, true. Yes. Cause that's, that's the other part of that. Um, so <laughs> yes. So planet, risk reward. Planet Crafter, uh, essentially, you land in a, you land in a pod. You don't really know why you're there to, from the start, but you walk out on the surface of this planet. It's very Mars-ish. Everything's red, uh, dusty, that sort of thing. No water to speak of. Uh, there's and there's material like basically littering the surface of this planet. Like you can find iron and uh, titanium and ice and silicon and all this stuff, like basically in little pockets around the surface of the planet that you can harvest with your gun or not gun, but like little Ray thing you're carrying kind of a uh, kind of no man's sky ish in that regard. Um, and then you get components that you can find blueprints or you have a set of starting blueprints, but by building stuff, you unlock other blueprints and you can build out a base. You can build out better tools, uh, better mobility options, so on and so forth. And as you're doing this, you slowly start to terraform the planet. Um, like all the, everything you're building has certain aspects to it. Like you're, you're raising the heat of the planet. You're producing oxygen that's going into the air of the planet. You are, uh, you're drilling into the planet. So to create more atmospheric pressure, uh, from releasing gases from within the planet, that sort of thing. And it's really cool. Cause as you go, things start happening to the world around you. Like all of a sudden you'll notice that like, it's not so dusty out here anymore and then you go a little further and it's like holy shit the sky is turning blue and now it is blue like i have a blue sky on this planet it's nuts and then like you'll hit like where it's raining and lakes start to appear and now all the ice that was everywhere that's how you were getting your water is fucking gone because it's too hot so there's no standing ice anymore so i hope you found a better way to make water because you ain't got ice anymore to make water with and and so that was a fun realization when i came out of a cave system and was like, okay, I'm out of water and I need to go grab. Oh shit. There's no ice. Oh God. What do I do? Um, so that that's fun. But uh, yeah. And then there's all these downed wrecks of old spaceships on the surface of the planet that you can explore, pull out higher uh, quality resources out of that let you kind of advance further into the game. I have put probably 10 hours into this game this week and it came out uh, three days ago. So I have played a lot of Planet Crafter. It's got its hooks in me bad. Um, it is totally one of the best, like crap, like what's that? Hey Shannon, what's that? What's that, uh, genre called that? Like Subnautica crafting building, uh, survival. Yeah. Yeah. Survival. It's one of the best survival simulators I've, I've come across in a long time and it's early access. Like there's, there's some rough edges to be fair, but the base idea of what they've built here is fantastic. And I'm all in, like, I can't wait to see what updates roll out for this thing. It's right now on sale for $17 on Steam. It is absolutely worth your time. Hella fun. Planet Crafter. Buy it. It's rad. So is there anything that can kill you other than, like, I mean, it? so. Other than your own stupidity? Not really. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. So it's kind of chill like that, right? Like, it I mean, is. It is. Is it, I mean, is, are there modes where you can play like as a casual gamer where there, you don't have to worry about like oxygen and um, things like that? Or is it all right now just all survival based? I think right now it's all survival, but it wouldn't yeah. shock me at all to put, have them put a just an explorer mode in because that, that honestly, that is part of the game. And like when the times I die because I run out of air or something. It's always because I'm like, okay, like about halfway point, I need to walk back to this uh, little area I built so I can get more air. Oh, wait, I haven't noticed that crash before. Oh, that looks close <laughs> enough. Okay, let me go into there. And the next thing you know, I'm out of air because I've been you know, four chambers <laughs> deep into this fucking spaceship. And I'm like, God damn it. You're booking um, it back. You're like, no, 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 oh, no. I've no, done no. it so many times. Like, oh, God. Like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh, I'm not making it. Shit. <laughs> um, but then I, I figured out how to build a, a jetpack to fly around the surface Dope. instead of walk around. Hell yeah. So much more fun. And then, and it makes like all of a sudden, cause what was, so what the strategy I ended up doing was like, you built your main base, right? And then you can make a bunch of oxygen tanks to go explore or for the low cost of one iron, one titanium, and a silicone, I think you can just build another small one by one base that comes replenish your air as soon as you walk in. So like the surface of the planet is just like littered now (laughs) with these little shithole bases that I've dropped (laughs) all over the place to just like refuel along the way. But I've got a great network now. I can go from A to B really, really well without dying. Um, Like little shanty towns. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. hundred percent. Uh, but no, I've, I've been really digging now that you're, you, cause I've got things that like are dropping grass seeds and, and stuff. So there's like vegetation growing on the surface now and, and proper lakes and rivers are developing and stuff. It's, it's cool as hell. Like just to kind of see the planet change around you as you're playing it. So highly recommend it. It's right. <laughs> I can tell Justin will never play it, but it's probably fun. not. Yeah, but I'm excited. <laughs> much in the vein of Shannon, I'm very excited for you. Oh, thank you. I, the, the love and support of true friends like you is is going to pull me through. Um, so before we talk about the one thing we've all been playing, can we? Can me and Justin, Justin, hey Justin, come over here. Yes, me. come over. Uh, I'm here, uh, baby. Uh, uh, tunic rules. Tunic Dude. is really good. It does, and that's why I was very sad that um, we had to cut our what we've been playing mm-hmm. short last week because I had been playing primarily Tunic last week and did not get to talk about it. So I'm almost excited, though, that I didn't get to because now I get to talk about it with you. Yeah. And uh, so that game, uh, hey, that game is like Elden Ring that I can play with in front of my kids. Like it straight up has that same like vibe to me of just you start and figure it out, just go figure it out. And like, sure, you get some like of these pages that are from like an old NES manual or something to help you out along the way that you find. <laughs> but no, Shannon, seriously, they look like they're ripped out of an NES. It manual. is like, the, the, the manual aspect of the game is the single coolest like thing that I haven't seen in a video game do mm-hmm. before that does it that i've seen in a long time like it is very impressive like visually how they do it but mechanically as a game mechanic um a lot of the writing in the manual is like gibberish like it's like whatever language is in the game like you don't know what it says 
but just off the visual cues and it has maps for the overworld in it, it like explains like different mechanics and stuff and like it even tells you what frames are your invincibility frames from when yeah. you roll and stuff and you collect yeah, it's like if you see order. dust it's like if you see dust you're invisible if you don't you are not like and it's yeah. like oh well that's actually super helpful yeah like, and it like tells you secrets and stuff like that like it's really well done how it's done and and by the way only like 10% of any one page is written in English. The rest is in this like random cypheric language that is made up for the game and mm. is throughout the game. Like you have no idea. It's like you come across an item and the little like cypheric language descriptor pops up and then it says yes or no. And you're like, yes, I guess <laughs> like, sure. I don't know what to do here, but yeah, I'll take it, you know? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I started up, wound, found my way to the uh, the West Forest, I guess. And that that was a great like tutorial level. Like you get a stick to, to fight people with and you're doing okay. And then you kind of come across the first like bonfires that you figure out like, okay, this, this heals you, but also resets the world as far as enemies go and things like that. Um, and it's also where you're going to respawn at if you die. And then I realized there's like hidden trails and, and passages. So I started exploring down those and wound up in the lower part of the map, which I had no business. Bro, <laughs> I was a little fox with a stick being surrounded by like six big ass spiders that were all killing me all at once. And I'm like, I fuck, what fuck? Like, ah, oh, Jesus. It was like, it it would be, oh, and then two dudes with swords jumped in the mix in the middle of all the spiders. And I'm like, go to hell, fuck tunic. Like, what is this game? But then I figured out after a little more playing. <clears throat> oh, I by trying to find the shortcut, I was going the backwards way finding the shortcut. If I would have went the other way, guess what? You find a sword, and <laughs> goddamn, that makes that like that whole thing so much easier because those spiders are like two hit kills now, and like the uh, the dudes with swords are like three hit, four hit kills instead of you know ten or whatever. And yeah, it it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, I was talking with Zach a little bit before the pod. I was talking about how on Twitter and stuff, you know, I saw people sitting there beating like the first two bosses just with the stick. And I'm like, dude, that is insane to me. Like, it's cool that you can do that. And it's like, I wouldn't do that. But it's really cool that that's like possible because there's like things like there's certain items like because there are two swords in the game. There's the one that you get. They're the same sword, but it's like there's one that you can get later on in the game. So that's kind of cool as like speed mm -hmm. run tech and stuff to be able to you don't need all the items. You don't need basically anything it's very much kind of like breath of the wild in that sense where it's like you can go fight ganon right now if you really want to um but they, you know it's not recommended and it's cool it's like yeah you can go to all these areas and try to do all this stuff it's not recommended you do that because yeah. you're really under leveled um have you fake so have you figured out what the yellow squares on the ground do yet not yet nope and i haven't figured <laughs> out what the wishing wells do either okay um or wells or whatever they are yeah I, I, i'm assuming they're wishing wells because they have like little things on them but uh yeah I, I don't know what those do uh i've just got the shield because that's the other thing is like the the manual keeps telling you like oh use this button to use your shield and i'm like what fucking shield like god damn it 
It took me forever to find the key for that place, by the way. They don't make it easy to get the shield. Like, I saw a door with a lock on it, and I'm like, oh, there must be another key around here somewhere. Like, 45 minutes later, I found the key. I'm like, okay. There we go. Um, Dude, and that's what's crazy, is there's like seven, I think, like, weapons in the entire game, it? and you only really need, like, I think two to actually, well, maybe actually, like, one to, like, actually beat the game. So it's like I, I there's did, ones that they're all pretty much optional and you have to like kind of go out of the way and find yeah. them. I, I dig the one that uh, like turns dudes into statues. Like you throw it and like guys get like turned into statues for a little bit and you can go beat them up. That one was rad. Uh, and then I haven't tried like they look like firecrackers, but I haven't tried them yet. Yeah, those are a godsend. Those will save oh, your life. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, there's a. I mean, and you can easily buy them and there's a lot of chests around that'll give them, but especially in the early game, like when you get swarmed by stuff, like when Mm -hmm. you're not that strong, like throwing one of those bad boys down on the ground and it like exploding and like dealing mass damage to like a big group of things. It's like, and that buys you time to like run away and kind of like get your footing back. Game changer. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do they ever explain... When you go into the one place that I'm guessing is a shop of some type, the shopkeeper is like an 80 foot tall skeleton fox. Do they ever <laughs> explain what the fuck that is? Like, no, <laughs> they, they never do. It is very cool. And I mean, it's, cool. It's, it's dope as hell. But at the same time, I'm sitting there playing it with my four year old next to me. And she's like, dad, what is going on? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, she's like, is that a bad guy? I'm like, I don't think so. It's selling me stuff. Like, I don't know. And what's cool about the shop is um, it kind of changes. It changes like once or twice throughout the game where mm-hmm. you can only buy like, I think it's like three things like at the very beginning of the game. And then like once you hit a certain point, if you go back to either the very first shop, or I think it's honestly any of the shops, then like there will be like eight or nine items at that point that you can like buy okay. from him. But they're all very expensive. So it's like a lot of like stuff. It's like if you want 100% the game, like you're going to need to pony up some money to get. But they never but they never explain like who that dude is um if they do it's probably in the instruction manual somewhere but it's a page we haven't found yet yeah which i did get all the pages for the instruction manual. i did and i will like i had to use a guide to do it because i will tell you what the the majority of the pages you come across naturally um some of them like there's a good handful of them that you legitimately cannot get until like towards the end of the game. Okay. And then there's to get like the final, I think it's like three pages or so. It is some convo. Like it is quite the challenge to get them. And it's like, dude, I would have never been able to get these if I hadn't looked up a guide on what I needed to do in uh-huh. order to get these. Cause it was like a, like 10 step process in order to like hunt some of these down. Gotcha, gotcha. But no, that's the thing I love about the game the most, though, is all the secrets. Like, especially at the beginning of the game, it's almost Mm -hmm. overbearing at a time where it's like, dude, you could have gone to this area the entire time. If you just walked against this wall and went down, it's like there's a secret door there that because the camera's at a certain angle, like a link to the past or like whatever, it's like, you know, you can only see so much of the screen at any given time. But it's like, oh, if you just walk this way and down, there's a secret doorway here that gets you down into this area and the level design. And it's very kind of dark souls one in how everything is like connected together. 
and like you could like run from here and go to here and go to here to get to this yeah. area instead of going this way and so so it's so cool like i love that well and that's and that's a cool another cool thing with the the western woods acting like a tutorial is if you if you kind of go through there and find everything you need to find yeah you you find a real quick path right back to the front of or the overworld map like super quick like you can by the if you open up everything you can go from the last like the ringing the bell the last thing you do there to the overworld in like 10 steps and it was there the whole time you just never saw it because you didn't know what you were looking for right you know it's it's kind of rad in that regard all right shannon shannon is this making you want to play tunic at all i mean it does a little bit um but you know we'll see I got a lot of other games I got to get through right now. Yeah, it's free on Game Pass. Like if I had to compare it to me, honestly, it's literally a link to the past meets Monument Valley meets okay. Fez meets Elden Ring. Like that yeah. is like the four. Like it has it's bit like the chill vibes of Fez and like the kind of puzzly like kind of aesthetic and stuff dynamic of like monument valley mm-hmm. and it kind of does what fez tried to do too where there's like puzzles and things that you kind of have to discover in the game that it won't outright explain but i think it does an even better job of it because i hated the map in fez where it's like yeah. i love the instruction booklet like it is the best thing ever it's so cool um also shannon you can turn stamina and damage off yes yes I will say no. I I did play the majority of the game with the infinite stamina just okay. because I was like why wouldn't I and it's sure. like I still you still get achievements and stuff for it it's not like that shuts anything it doesn't hinder anything and it's like if I can have infinite stamina just infinitely roll everywhere mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally no, I did diff- I, I did like when I figured out if you roll into a sprint you can your stamina replenishes while you're sprinting. Mm-hmm. Like and at first I, I assumed sprinting would use stamina and then I saw it didn't. And I was like, why would I walk anywhere F this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like super nice. Like yeah. the fact you just kind of roll and then you can like run around everywhere. And there's like tons of little, I can't wait for you to figure out some of the little like secrets and stuff. And mm-hmm. you're going to end up texting me and you're going to be like, bro, this is blowing my mind right now. Well, see, this is the problem I'm having is I want to keep playing Tunic because it's totally got its hooks on me, mm-hmm. but I can't let Elden Ring sit too long or I'm going to lose everything I have built up with Elden <laughs> Ring, like motor function wise, like it's all just yeah. going to disappear on me. And next thing I know, I'll be like, hey, you're level 20 with no skill set whatsoever. <laughs> have fun. Like, and I'm just going to be like, fuck. Um, well, hey. Shannon, let's get you in this conversation because I think we've all been playing Kirby, right? We have. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Shannon's in there. We got him. <laughs> so, Dude, Shannon, like, what, are, yeah. what, are, what are your first impressions? Because you did not play the demo, right? No, I did not play the demo. Yeah, so, uh, it wasn't until you told me I should probably get it because it would be a good game I can play with my son that uh-huh. I decided to like actually just buy the game. Uh, and it was late enough to where I was finally like, well... I'm close enough. I don't really need to play like the first couple levels of this game. Yeah, like, I've yeah. already, I've already purchased it. Right. So, uh, we played it today and, um, we got through like the first, maybe three stages and it's awesome, dude. Like Kirby, uh, as the car, um, my son loves driving Kirby around and just like smashing things with the car. So like kudos, you did, you did it right. I mean, mm-hmm. he does look a little weird as a car, but you know, Hey, 
he looks weird as a staircase too. Um, but yeah, Dude, this, I mean, the staircase was the biggest hit at my house. <laughs> Both my kids were like, "I'm stairs, I'm stairs." <laughs> like they had, they made up a whole song about it. They were like dropping stairs on people left and right. They thought it was the funniest thing. Oh yeah, the minute you could tip over that staircase and you just crush those like three foxes like right off yeah. the bat, you're just like, "This is pretty cool." Yeah, um, pretty right. you know it. It it's funny too because uh, I like the fact that you know as a kid like as my my son playing it like he wants to just kind of float over everything he's not really like too skilled yet as far as navigating that full like 360 environment so uh you know he's happy to just you know float like and just kind of float over the enemies and then land and pick up what he needs and then get back up and then float again like Mm -hmm. he's not very non-confrontational that way i'm like let me get in there and just like mess some shit up for you let me just like you know just kill a couple of these enemies for you and then like you can go back to doing what you want to do um and so that's what we've kind of been doing is like you know it's he's getting used to like this is the first game he's i feel he's been uh has been the most accessible to him. Like he's never really wanted to play video games before, but like this one, he's actually like wanting to walk around and see what's there. He's asking questions about the animals. Like, why is this animal trying to hurt me? I was like, I think they're just confused, you know? And then like, after a while he's like, I'm going to suck him up and spit him out over at this dude. And I'm like, okay, well that's, you know, that's cool. Have fun with that. Um, But there's also enough like thinking to where like you have to figure out like where to put the staircase to get to the, the cannon to get to the mm-hmm. uh, the extra tchotchke that you you want to collect and lighting um, the fuse and getting mm-hmm. back in time and yeah all that stuff yeah so i think there's a lot of stuff there for everybody and i like it i mean it's a it's a good game like it seems pretty simplistic right now but i think that's just because it's the first three stages of the game um and you know I'm, we'll see what happens i mean there's two different ways to play the game right like when you first start out you get to choose whether you get the more challenging mode or the more you know free and easy which i like um because you know with my son we're playing on the 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 lighter mode and then i think when i go and start my own save that i'll be doing the uh the harder more challenging one the wild mode wild so it'll be it'll be fun to see how it plays out how about you guys how are you how are you guys digging it like justin how are you feeling i mean i've really been liking it um i'm in the i'm like almost to the end of the third world oh wow okay um so because i played a lot of i played me and matt played through i think like almost the first two worlds last night and then i played through by myself the second half of world two and then been playing world three and i really like it i like the fact that they added a kind of easy and hard like the fact that they made Mm -hmm. kirby's always kind of been known as an easier game which i think has kind of turned a lot of people like away from it like oh this is like a baby game or whatever but so the fact that they kind of up the difficulty of it, like difficulty wise, most of the difficulty doesn't really come from like the enemies or the whatever. They added challenges to each of these levels where you have your just beating the level and then you have you always have the one challenge of rescuing all the different waddle Dees that are yeah. in that level. But then there's usually like two or three additional challenges that you unlock in the game where it's like eat like all four of the fruits or find this like little secret island or, or, or eat off three tables, which I thought was funny. I'm yeah. like, really? That was a challenge, but okay, sure. Yeah. It's like eat off three tables. And even the boss fights have the challenges too, mm-hmm. which is like, where it's like, Oh, beat the boss in under two minutes. Or uh, one of the bosses I fought, the challenge was not to get hit. And like, that was, 
I had to redo the, I honestly had to redo that boss fight like four times to get that one because I kept getting cheap shotted towards the end by something. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Like I got hit once. So I'm like, I have to fucking replay it because I've sat there. I've rescued all the Waddle Dees so far. Um, I've done all the extra challenge stuff. Um, and then there's also the little islands, which are really cool that you unlock that are optional things where you have a time limit and they kind of give you an ability to start with. And it's kind of like a crash course using that ability to the fullest to get to the end. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because if you beat it in the time, it's like, okay, cool. You get the little star and whatever. And there's a target time that they want you to try and beat it in. And if you beat it within that target time, it honestly doesn't really matter. You get like 50 coins. So it's like, it's not really worth like there. And it's really hard to get the time on all the levels. I think I've done all of them so far. And I think there's only two that I've actually hit the target time. And there's some where it's like, I'm close, but I'm like point whatever seconds. Cause it's like, I messed up just a little bit and that's yeah. all it took to not hit that. But to me, it's not really worth it. I'm like, I have plenty of coins. Like, I don't give a shit. I just want the star, which as long as you beat it within the two minutes or whatever, you get the star no matter what. Um, I will say Shannon, that those levels are really good for the kids as far as teaching them how to use the, the abilities. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the one that comes up in that first one, that's the uh, the fire, mm-hmm. the fire hat one uh, mm-hmm. was super helpful for my eight year old to figure out like how to use it. Like am I throwing fireballs? Am I throwing the flamethrower? Can I air dash? Like all that stuff. Like he became a master at it after running through that two or three times. Mm-hmm. So it was really helpful for him. Dude, one um, of the uh, oh sorry, I was just gonna say, one of the, one of the new features that I really like too is in the Waddle Dee Town. You unlock the ability to you'll get scrolls to mm-hmm. power up your items, and then they stay powered up. So it's like anytime you ever get that ability again, you get the powered up version of it. Nice. And some of the powered up versions are so dope. Like a, I love the new Gunslinger Kirby ability. Like yeah, that, that one's, one's my so, favorite. It's so much fun, and the powered up version of it, you get like a like giant like poofy like pirate hat and you get uh-huh. two fucking pistols nice. and you just sit there and you're like boom, 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 and then you can charge it up and you like point them both in and lock and you just do like a barrage like fucking shot <laughs> it's the most fun thing i just run around like me and matt when we were running around i was like bang bang i'm like bang 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 bang, bang. <laughs> so when you play awesome. when you play co uh two players uh co-op um the the was it the waddle bee that you play like you get he gets your abilities too like he's like a kirby like dude um no i mean he has his own stuff he has the little spear and he'll sit there and swing his spear around and then he can like make it rain spears and stuff like javelin throw them up and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was really cool i mean matt was running around stabbing stuff it's cute like when i was the car he kind of hung on to my back and was kind of hanging there and like he could throw spears (laughs) on top of the car like like mad max shit like when I'm on the stairs, he's on the stairs, just like lobbing spears. He's like, ah, 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 as I'm like waddling around, like, boom, 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 boom. Um, that's great. And that was one of the only like downsides I have is that for the time trial little extra levels, those are only single player. So like when we were playing uh, together, it sucked because it was like, oh, I was like, oh, I want to do this because you need those stars in order to upgrade your abilities. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was like, well, I feel bad. I don't want Matt to just sit there while I'm doing that. So I really wish they would have had like, oh, you can do this as single player. But then there's also a version where you can do it with two players. And it's like two different time categories almost. It's like if you want to do this with two players, it's a lot harder. 
and your time's like a yeah, little yeah. less since you have an additional person or there's the single player time sheet where if you're just playing by yourself you have to do it in this amount of time you're like don't worry matt this is a payback for you wasting my time you're just gonna Ooh. sit here and play watch me play this game yeah i'm like here i'm like i'm like eat a couple handfuls of cheeto puffs while daddy uh, gets us a star here here, here i got us uh I, I got us uh some uber eats of some shrimp fried rice that you can eat while i do this um yeah, I'm like, you know, here, I'm going to do this. You can just go out on a date or go out drink and do whatever you uh, want to do. No, do whatever you want. Like, it's fine. I'll be, here, I'll be here banging this out for us. I, I just got some work to do. That's all. That's all. Um, <laughs> it's not that I'm mad at you. I'm just a little disappointed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you got the dad mustache for that statement. So, you know. <laughs> Man, I just, I know we talked about it at the top of the show, but that was the filthiest mustache. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no, get it out of the camera. Good <laughs> Lord. No, <sighs> oh, you've got your Bob's Burger cosplay working, at least. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so the last thing I'll say about Kirby, um, as far as a fantastic game to play with children. Uh, so my four-year-old schooled me this very morning on the fact that like if you hold the b button down when you have the sword you spin in a circle and take Mm -hmm. out everything around you which i wasn't aware that you could do and she's Mm -hmm. like no dad check it out and i was like holy shit okay that ruled and then also when you uh are the hedgehog uh, or the spike ball guy uh that if you hold down b when you're the spike ball you'll pick guys up with you and you can like huck them at other dudes and nice. I was like, that rules. So, yeah, like that, that tells you everything I need to know about this game. My four year old is teaching me how to play it. Like it rules. Yeah. And, and that's. a Oh, go ahead, Shannon. I was going to ask you, Justin, do you feel the game gets a, at least a little bit more challenging later on? Or do you feel it's more of just like a casual like foyer into video games? I mean, it does get more challenging. I It's not going to like reach, you know giant levels of challenging but really like i said most of the challenge i feel like comes from you if you're trying to get everything like if you're trying to get all the waddle d's and trying to collect everything like you can easily just go from a to b no problem through the level but Mm -hmm. if you're trying to figure out everything and collect everything and like get all the stuff to upgrade your stuff and do all the like little challenges and stuff that's like where a lot of the difficulty I feel comes from, which is nice because it doesn't really force it onto you. Like if you want to do all this stuff and basically make it harder for yourself by doing that, you can, if you just kind of like, you know, want to play with your kids and run through and do whatever, you can also do that too. Like it doesn't really stop you or hinder you in any way from doing either or, but that is what's cool. Zach is yeah that Mm -hmm. you brought that up is yeah. Every ability has an alternate, um, kind of ability to do with it so like the fire ability for instance you blow fire you breathe fire yeah. you can turn angle you can actually move while you're breathing fire which is nice mm-hmm. and normal other kirby games you stayed stationary still when you blew it so it's kind of cool that you can move but if you jump in the air and then hit fire you meteor and you become a meteor ball and you rocket forward which is pretty cool and there's some like cool speed tech you can do to just kind of like blow through like and they're just boom, 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 and just like keep going through the level doing that And with the spike, like you said, you kind of collect them on like a little Katamari. But what's cool is like once you play the time level, you'll have to do it is when you're the spike ball and you hold it down, when you collect an enemy, it rebuilds your momentum as a spike back up because you kind of do an initial roll, but then you kind of slow to a pause. Mm -hmm. But when you grab an enemy, it re-rolls you. So there's ways you can kind of chain 
a bunch of enemies onto you by staying in the ball and moving and stuff. So it has a lot of really cool kind of easy to learn, hard to master, like fun kind of maneuverability and like tech and stuff that you can do in the game by using like the abilities to the fullest like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a damn fun game. And also I think we'd be remiss uh, before we stop talking about it to just mention like, it looks so good. It's like very the, pretty. The switch hardware is so old at this point. I mean, it's five years old plus, and it's as crisp and nice looking as anything out on any system right now. Like it's, it's really good. I mean, they lean into their art style. They take full advantage of the art style, but like it's impressive as hell what they were able to push on the switch with that. I was, I, I, there were multiple enemy types and multiple like layouts where I just, am like, wow, I can't really believe this is a switch game, especially coming from like Arceus, which, you know, I really enjoyed, but had some graphical problems. Like you, when you're playing it, it's like, oof, some parts of that are rough. Uh, Kirby didn't have any of that. It was, it was pretty impressive in that regard. Yeah, moving through like the overworld, like the overworld map and stuff is like really smooth. Like there's times where I'm like, dude, I can't believe like because you can like fly from like world one. Like mm-hmm. I've flown all the way back from like the Waddle Dee town all the way to like world three. And like there wasn't like any hitches in the frame rate or like anything like that moving like through it. So it was really the only things I've noticed is sometimes in the distance, you'll see like it'll do the thing where something like moves a little slower. And then like the frame rate kind of as you get closer, like kind of snaps back. And then they can move at normal speed. But besides that, like, and that's even just a minor complaint. Hmm. Well, I suppose we've gushed about Kirby long enough. Uh, maybe we should cede the floor to Shannon so he can <laughs> finally tell us about the other big game that released last week. Shannon, tell me all about Tiny Tina. The most annoying character from Borderlands 3. What? Dude, no way. I, I, I would argue that either Mr. Torg or her are like probably up there for the most annoying characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, I like how Shannon went no way. It's either her or this other guy. Yeah. And like, like I, I feel Mr. Torg is like way more annoying because he's okay. always up at 11. Uh, Tiny Tina uh, for the longest time, she was my ringtone um, on my phone uh, with all of her like songs and little sound bits from Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, but so this starts off, uh, I was, I'll tell you right now, I was a little worried about this uh, new Borderlands game just because I haven't, I wasn't really impressed with Borderlands 3 and I didn't like the, um, the, the pre-sequel either um, too much. I, I thought it was a little weird, but uh, this game kind of goes back to like more of like their Borderlands 2 kind of feel, uh, which I like uh, the, there's a, you're basically playing a Dungeons and Dragons game with Tiny Tina and two new heroes. Uh, and they're kind of bunkered in um, to uh, Tiny Tina's lair right now because there's something going on outside. Uh, you don't really know what it is. Uh, they, they kind of allude to it. Uh, don't know if it's going to be a big part of the story or not. But uh, you're, you're basically playing Bunkers and Badasses, which is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and you start out um, all the, uh, you know, I guess the... You know, it, it starts out like any kind of role-playing game does is you have these two champions and then there's like the new guy and then you're facing off against like the uber bad guy and you lock him away in, uh, you know, in his in his meta 
in his magical prison cell, he disappears. Everything's great. You have Butt Stallion, like she's like the uh, the queen of of the uh, of the realm, uh, and you basically create your character. There's about I think there's five or six different classes. You know, um, one's like heavily magic based. One's kind of melee based. There's the barbarian, like you know, good staple. Then you have your wizards. Then you have your rangers and elves and whatever. They all have like two special abilities. So there's a lot of kind of like reading and the character is the customization of the characters is cool. Mm-hmm. So you know, right off the bat, I spent a pretty good amount of time like you know going through there i went with like the wyvern master i think is the one that i chose so you have like basically this dragon that flies over your shoulder and kind of harasses the enemies while you're doing some shooting so there's some crowd control there which is pretty cool um and then the story starts off uh it sounds like the uh, the dude who plays batman in the lego batman movie what's his name david arquette um he so he's the bad guy no, will arnett Will Arnett. Yeah. David Arnett. David Arnett. Uh, <laughs> like, come on, man. I don't know. That's his evil <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? So anyway, um, so yeah, so so he's the bad guy, right? So he's doing the voice of bad guy, which is cool. And then you got the dude from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, and Saturday Night Live. What's his name? Um, Andy Samberg. Yeah, so he's one of the, the heroes that you're playing with. And then uh, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Jesus Christ. Um Wanda Sykes is the uh, Wanda Sykes is the voice of the other character that you're playing with. So mm. the the voices, the voice acting is really high, right? Like in the in Borderlands has never really suffered from, you know, from bad writing. Like their quips are always really good. Their banter is good. And now you have these people that are actually known for banter and, you know, coming up with these good one liners and you're throwing them out there and you're like, okay, well, here's the guts. But like, if you want to riff and you wanted to go over here and just let loose, like go for it. So there, it, it is pretty funny to listen to everybody just talk and bag on each other. And, and while you're playing this game and uh, what they did with this one is a little different. So there's an overworld. Um, so you have your Dungeons and Dragons board, which is pretty cool. So like, you know, when your character is like navigating where they're going on the map, they have this, you know, kind of player board that your character is moving on. And then if you go into like tall grass, very similar to Pokemon, um, monsters will pop out or like characters will pop out and you can either punch them in the overworld. But if they touch you, then you basically start like a battle. Like you go into uh like a, a like just a a, a small uh, area open area and then you basically shoot like six or seven enemies and then once the skirmish is over you get um to go back out into the overworld again yeah. and then while you're in the overworld there's areas that you can go that basically start like the next story beat or they have side quests or missions that you can do to improve your character's uh sheets so like you have or like abilities so you have like a skill sheet that has all these abilities like their charisma and their wisdom and and strength and dexterity and all those things are getting increased as you're leveling up now when you're doing the little like side things or mission story beats is that traditional borderland style though like first person running gunning yeah yeah so yeah so when you're doing all the side missions or you're doing any of the major like story beats it's all first person shooter okay and and the guns feel good like i haven't come across a gun yet that felt like crap um like they all have their own little eccentricities and like they're um 
you know, because you're playing bunkers and badasses or dungeons and dragons, like all of them have like crossbow attachments on the front, even though it's a pistol, it still has like a crossbow little attachment on the front. Um, and so those are pretty cool. Um, there's, you know, all the, there's a whole bunch of mess of guns, which is great. That's what I always liked about borderlands. And that's what I like about this game is there's no want for loot, right? Um, you, they changed it up a little bit. So you have your shields and you have your guns, but now instead of just like your fists, you get like a melee weapon. So you get like an ax or a club or something else that you can smash people with, which is pretty cool. And then uh, you get um, magic spells um, too. So you get like a magic spell slot for your characters. So, um, you know, you'll find books and conjurings and things like that on the floor that you could pick up. And sometimes you can drop like a meteor out of space and just have it fall on somebody. Um, or you have like magic missiles or you have, you know, any of the other like Dungeons and Dragons tropes are there. Um, I they, like that they brought Call of Duty kill streak rewards. Into, into this <laughs> yeah. This yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, too, is I mean, there's there's all these, you know, extra little nuances that I think make Borderlands better. And I mm-hmm. like this one a lot better. It, the only thing is, I wish it was just more open world. But I mean, that would have been a gigantic game, right, to make um, but I like yeah, the choice they made. I, I was going to say, this seems to be made for someone like you that really enjoys like RPG mechanics mm-hmm. normally, mm-hmm. as well as being a Borderlands fan. So you think it, you like in your opinion, it straddles that line pretty well? Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's the game I want to play, right? I mean, it's okay. the if, if I'm sitting in here and, you know, I have the chance to, to sit down for a couple hours to play the game, I'm going to play that game. I mean, my worry is that I'm going to like it so much that I'm just going to play through it too fast. And then I'm, I'm just going to be, well, I'll, I guess I can start a new character class and see mm-hmm. how those go. Because, I mean, I guess that's what they're banking on the replay, replayability on. But uh, I enjoy it. I like it a lot. If you like Borderlands, if you like Borderlands 2, this is like Borderlands 2, but with a little bit of an overworld attached to it. Um, okay. So highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll probably end up, I'm assuming sometime this year, it'll probably be on sale for like, you know, Black Friday or something like that. And I'll probably snag it then because I really liked the uh, the Tiny Tina, the DLC for two, where mm-hmm. they kind of did the Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. So I'm definitely... Bro, bro this thing might be 40 bucks by Good Friday. Dude, like, and that's the thing is it's a good game and I just feel bad that it doesn't really seem like a lot of people are talking about it. They're not, it doesn't seem like it's getting a lot of positive buzz, Um, you know, which is a bummer. You want to talk about people not getting a lot of buzz, dude, fucking Tokyo Ghostwire came out this week. No (laughs) No one, no one on Twitter. I, my Twitter feed is still Elden Ring and then I've gotten a lot of Tunic now and this shit came out. I've gotten a lot Nothing. of Kirby. I've gotten Ghost a lot of Kirby. Well, yeah, now I've gotten a lot of Kirby too. But I mean, even before Kirby came out, like because Kirby and this came out on the same yeah. day, which was the kiss of death already for this game. But <laughs> and Tiny like, Tina. And Tiny Tina. Well, Tiny, Tiny Tina. Tina. I haven't seen too much Tiny Tina yet on so the my thing, time. Of- so the thing I'll say to that, though, it, it, A, sorry, Justin, you're 100% right. No, I was just thought it was funny because I'm um, like, dude, no one is talking about Tokyo Ghost Fire. But, but the thing I'll say about why I think Tiny Tina isn't getting a lot of buzz is Borderlands 3 just rubbed a ton of people, myself included, the wrong way. Like, mm-hmm. I loved Borderlands and Borderlands 2 and, like, played all the DLC for Borderlands 2 and was super, like, on that stuff and then 
got four or five hours into three and was like, this isn't funny. This isn't good. Like the shooting doesn't feel the same. Like the traversal isn't the same. I don't know what they were doing here, but it's like they tried to change it up in all the wrong ways. Like just was a bummer of a game. And Borderlands three is the reason I kind of didn't care about tiny Tina's coming out. So to hear it's, kind of going back to the Borderlands 2 well has got me way more interested than mm-hmm. I was before that. So I'm hoping a little word of mouth will pick up for it now that it's out in the world and people know what it is. Because, yeah, if if you would come out here being like, it plays a lot like Borderlands 3, I'd be like, yeah, and I'm not playing it ever. Like That's, <laughs> that's going to be how it is. No, so, I think that's that, I think they learned their lesson from that because like it seems like the levels are pretty much like streamlined. It's just kind of like you start here, you enter you enter a, a like a like a quad area and then it's like shoot shoot shoot, kill kill kill. Okay, all the enemies are gone, pick up all the loot, check your weapons and then move on to the next like key point, right? So it's like there are places to explore. Like, don't get me wrong. You can stop and they have like D20s that are hidden all over the map. Mm-hmm. And like in, in each in each area, there's, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 of them. And if you collect those, like the more you collect, the better the loot you get from the D20 dice is. So like the first one you get, it's usually like supplies. The second one you get, you'll start to get like white guns. Then like the next one you get, you get green guns. And then like after that blue and then legendary. So like it wants you, it like it rewards you for finding the tchotchkes in the level. Um, And some of them are rather challenging to get to as well. Um, And then, you know, there's there's side quests and and sub quests and main quests. So I think you'd like it a lot, Zach. I think you'd I think it, it respects your time because like you don't have to. You don't feel like, you know, you're just in that open world, like checking things off. It's like you you do this little vignette and then you're done. Right. Gotcha. You can put it down and like you're like, cool, that's one thing off of the board. Um, so it, I, I definitely feel it respects your time and I, I don't think it overstays its welcome. I think it's perfect. Well, cool. Um, well, with you guys, uh, I haven't seen Halo yet. So I'm not ready to do a spoiler on that. Shannon is giving me the look like it sucks, which is a bummer. It doesn't. Uh, I, I'll say it doesn't suck. I'll say it's just different. Like, it's just like, it's just, yeah. I mean, that's the only, I, I don't think the guy who like the, the problem is right. Like I, you, the dude takes his mask off. Right. So like you, yeah. the cat's out of the bag there. Right. Like everybody knows master chief takes his mask off. Um, but I don't, the problem is, is that Master Chief is such an iconic character. And the thing is, is his voice and his mannerisms and like the armor suit, like it almost becomes its own persona, right? Mm -hmm. And then for you to humanize it by taking that mask off and, and giving him a human face, it, there is no person that I can think of that I would want to see when they take that helmet off. Like there's no, there's no, um description of a human being alive that like i would be like that is the guy i wanted to play master chief like that is the perfect rendition like this guy he takes his mask off and i was like that's not master chief that's not, <laughs> no not, this guy not, is, e- no. not even if it was john stamos <laughs> no definitely not if it was john stamos what if it was john cena <laughs> Ooh. um i think he'd be close if you like 
uglied his face up a lot. Like if he had some like battle damage, like some scars and some shit, like maybe. Like, but like you need somebody who's seen some shit and looks pretty hardcore. But like this dude does not cut it. Okay, okay. What about like an uglied up Dave Bautista? I think an uglied up Dave Bautista would be a good Gears of War guy. Like he would Yeah, I want him for Marcus Phoenix. I think he'd be a good Marcus Phoenix if they ever did a live action Gears of War movie. Yeah, but I don't know who necessarily I would think I would want to see as in in like Master Chief's role. I can't think of it. Triple Terry Crews. Terry Crews, all right. Triple H. Yeah, let, let's go with the wrestlers. Like, come on, it's gonna be a wrestler, right? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. WWE is just licking their chops, waiting mm. for Paramount Plus to let this thing go. Um, hmm. The Undertaker is Master Chief. I mean, if the Undertaker like took his mask, it took if, if, if Halo, if the Master Chief took his helmet off and it was just the Undertaker underneath there, I, <laughs> I would probably laugh. Like, I don't know, this dude is just I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> and um, he does like the eyes rolled back thing. You know, yeah. like, yeah, you're like, oh, God, all right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just, that's the problem I have, I think, is just not him, not that guy, not the dude they picked. It's John Goodman, and he's like, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> it's like Danny Glover takes his helmet off. He's like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> okay, like, you know, like, okay, in the world of wrestling, right? I could Just because I just looked it up, but, <laughs> like, the Undertaker's a big dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you know he's a big dude. How tall do you think The Undertaker is? Or do you know? Because I just looked this up and this has blown my goddamn mind. He's like, what, 6'5? Six, six, six? He is six foot ten. <laughs> and, and 309 pounds. Well, I mean, he's got the frame for it. But I mean... But- I had no idea the Undertaker was that much of a fucking monster. Like, yeah, in my head, I figured he was like 6'6", 260, 250, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, still a real big guy, but like 6'10", 300? Holy shit, dude. What, like, what's, uh, what's the Big Show? Okay, hold on. We're big Show's got to be like 7 feet. Like, I, I put him at like 4 bills. Oh, yeah, got to be 4 bills. Uh, so he is 7 feet tall. You are correct. Mm-hmm. 383 pounds. Really? Yeah. Well, it's close. Watch, who's been watching his weight? It's the big show. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to wrestling hour, guys. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't, I, ha- I, I have, I still have to fit, dude. Okay. Uh, well, current weight 383 has wrestled closer to 500. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, this may be an unpopular opinion, um, but uh, the new Spider-Man movie, um, it's already unpopular, whatever you're going to say. It feels long. Like it feels long. Like, (laughs) I mean, just, and it, uh, I don't know. It's just, it takes it uh, like, so I mean, like they get the, they start collecting the bad guys. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I, I'm probably like right around there, like probably right after they catch. Um, so they got the Wait, Sandman. You didn't finish it. 
No, I had to stop because I got tired. <laughs> well, okay, so how about this? Were you, we'll put a pin in this because I don't even want to fucking hear your opinion on Spider-Man. If you, this is the Godzilla vs. Donkey Kong fucking thing all over again, dude. Right like, I don't even right want to hear your opinion on the movie when you haven't even fucking rolled credits on it. But that's the thing is, like, I like with the other Spider-Man movies, I was just like, I'm all in. Like, let's finish this. But this one, maybe it's just the length of it. I don't know. But, like, I just kind of feel it's just dragging a little I think bit. you also waited too long to see like yeah. the hype around that movie is long dead and, like everyone and, and also on. like and also you probably just know all the major plot points now because I, like, I do it, and that out there you know? I think that's the thing is like I'm just waiting for the other Superman or Spider-Man to show up right like <laughs> like I like right now it's all just you know it's all just it's table um, setting right now so yeah, you're just yeah. like, like can I get to the good part you know, right, the, yeah. I, th- I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, William Defoe just like cracked mm-hmm. again. So like he went from being like, oh, I'm going to help you guys to being like, no, nah, fuck you guys. I'm going to kill yeah. you all now. And like, that's just where I'm at, you know, in the movie. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't uh know. yes. Well, that we'll, we'll discuss next week when you actually have seen the whole damn thing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but in the meantime, Justin, why don't you, oh, oh, Hey, Moon Knight. Moon Knight's this week, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, Moon Knight starts. And I don't need to know if either of you guys watch it or not, but um, Atlanta started again. Oh, Paperboy. I saw that. Back at yes. It. Yes. And the first two episodes are great. I have not seen so. that, but I will probably uh, figure out how to do that in the in this week. Um, but in the meantime, Justin, why don't you go ahead and uh, take us in for a landing? Let me see if I can get some stash on here. Uh, You know what, guys? Uh, uh. Thank you guys for listening to the first full episode of the That Takes a Life (laughs) podcast that uh, we've had in a week or so. I appreciate you guys hanging around. If you guys got offended by the fact that Shannon couldn't stay awake for the new Spider-Man, head on over to the Discord. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let him know how disappointed you are in him. You know, maybe he needs to go to QT, get himself a nice uh, Red Bull or something, keep himself awake to be able to make it through that movie. But hey, you know, who am I? He had time to watch Halo, but couldn't finish Spider-Man. What do you know? Um... (laughs) And while you're at it, why don't you uh, give us a review on the old Spotify? Let us know how you think we're doing. And uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, Megan, hurry home. Your boy needs a shave. (laughs) And he'd say, hey, guys, go be great. (laughs) 